Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z. So today, I cannot wait to tell you about my sister. But before I get into telling you all of her crazy antics, schemes, and wackadoodle things that she does, I wanted to first tell you a little bit about our our backstory. As you heard me say before, my childhood was not the best. Well, for my sister, it was even worse. I don't want to get into the exact reasons and why she was treated differently. I would only be assuming at this point in my life and adding up the dots and crossing the T's, which I can pretty much, I know why, but let's let's just not even get into revealing that information. It's just inappropriate. However, I just wanted to say that she got the brunt of some things. And so if my, my childhood was bad, hers was pretty much kind of off the charts. Um, so a lot of my life, I felt like my sister was kind of overcompensating or doing, getting crazy and, and getting nutty and being obnoxious for reasons for attention. It could have been some of that as a child, but growing up and growing now as adults, I've noticed not so much, right? Not so much that she's doing that for attention as she just has this big boisterous personality. So my sister and I are very different. We were treated very differently growing up in our home. Yet it's interesting that many ways we've just found so many similar paths to becoming our true selves today. So growing up, I was more of a mom to my siblings. I So I guess when my sister would get like obnoxious and silly and loud, when she got her crazy self, it kind of took it like to heart as more of an adult thing as she was, she was trying to do it against me, or she was trying to cause attention and attraction to lash out sort of at me. I don't know why I took it so personally, other than the fact that I think I felt that responsibility as her older sister to keep the kids in order kind of thing, like that super old school thinking, but I, that's where I, I think I reacted to her and her ways with such angst. And, and it was always like a good crazy though. She was never growing up, never mean, hurtful, just obnoxious, like megaphone loud, obnoxious. Didn't matter what we were doing. We could have been playing cards. We could have been on a softball game. We could have been watching a movie. So that was just kind of our separation as kids. I, I'm loud too. I'm My kids will tell you. My friends will tell you. I can get very loud. I, it's just in my genes, right? It's in my blood. I have a very, I have a voice that carries. I was the kid in the back of the classroom passing a note and not really even saying anything. And I, the teacher wouldn't even turn around and be like, Amy, knock it off. Like that was just me, right? So a part of it, I guess, is just in our, in our, in our bloodline um, that we are just loud people. I guess I just felt that unless it was like sanctioned to being a necessary time of loudness, you don't be so loud or at least try to be aware and mindful of it. And my sister was just not. She was just kind of off the charts nutty, which if you met her, she lights up a freaking room. So you're attracted to that. You're drawn to that. And maybe there was some jealousy in me that that was just like my, why is she getting the attention? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like... <sighs> let's just say we were not super close as kids. There was a lot of, of separation. She was super messy. So when we shared a room, I was the kid that would draw a line down the middle. I would, I remember we had bunk beds at one point. Well, and some, depending on where we lived, sometimes they were down, but when they were bunk beds, 
I I literally did drew I drew a line, which didn't give me full access to the closet all the time. However, I was totally fine with it because I knew I could have my space. I knew I could have order somewhere, which squirrel note, because you know, I've always got them. I just finished reading this book called Chatter by Ethan starts with the K. Anyway, very good book. And something if anybody's ever interested in starting of like a book club and doing that together, I'm all for it. So give me a shout out about that. Anyway, in this book, it talks about people when they have OCD tendencies, it's because they are trying to control or bring order to some part of their life when so much of it is chaos. So if that gives you any kind of distinction, I was that kid constantly looking for the for the the lids all to be Ziploc Tupperware snapshot tight, right? Like everything like in a fridge organized, everything in a drawer. And it's just, it was my way of bringing peace to my environment. So my sister was completely opposite of that. Break a toy. Oh, well. Couldn't find the piece to trouble or sorry. Oh, well. I was the one that like, no, they need to go in individual baggies. They need to be like stacked this way so we could read the label that said sorry. Like, oy vey. Oy vey. Okay. We fought a lot. <laughs> to say nothing else, we fought a lot as kids. And there was, I mean, there was literally at one point I thought I could kill her with my bare hands. I was just so mad. I don't, I want to, oh gosh, I just want to say part of that is that was um, how we were brought up to being not unified, but actually divided in, in us as kids. I, I don't, there was a lot, there was hardly any love in our home growing up. And so when you don't have love coming from all these different angles, you're not going to have a lot of love for one another either, right? If you're not getting the love, you don't really expel that love. So growing up 16 months apart, being in involved in basically all the same kinds of things, we had all the same church, you know, youth group stuff to do and kids group stuff to do and sports, I was told I couldn't go into theater, which I wanted to because we're a sports family. So therefore, when you have a sister who is so good, like naturally talented at all kinds of any sport, she just throw her a ball and the girl could do it. Me, however, I had to work really hard at trying to be halfway decent so I could be on a halfway decent team, right? Whereas my sister would get picked up to be on, we didn't have travel ball at the time. We had like all-stars that would travel periodically for some tournaments. She was always picked up. Whereas I think the coaches, I know the coaches at a few times were sort of pressured into picking me as well, just so that the family could all go along anyway. And they would just use me as like a pincher on her. Like I just wasn't, I just, I tried really hard, but I, sports just wasn't my, like my jam. I'm grateful to this day that I have that in my life because now I can sit down with the guys and hang out and watch football and baseball and basketball and know what the heck they're talking about because I tried all of them. I was good enough to be somewhat accessible as a player. Anyway, I'm getting off on another tangent. So we just continued to grow up more apart as we got older. Um, sometimes I felt like she would steal my friends or you know, and then they would come back. So it wasn't like they were gone forever, but I just kind of, there was just competition and we just kept growing apart and growing apart. 
as people who aren't super familiar are super um, similar in a lot of areas would do. She moved away a few times to start her life in different parts of the country. And that seemed to join us a little bit, get, get us a little bit closer. I think that some relationships are really good when there's space of miles between them. Um, other relationships, I think, have to be involved more closely together. And that's neither here nor there. That could, that's an argument that can go on um, to infinity. And I'm, I would love to hear some other side points on that. My kids loved her. She was crazy and KK. So whenever she'd visit, you know, it was just the right amount of time to just kind of say your piece, do your thing, get together, make a memory and move on. Um, my kids really did, though. They have nothing but amazing, crazy Aunt KK stories. She would get down the floor. She does still would get on, get on the floor and play with you, even if, you know, as we get older, it's harder to get up. She'd bounce you right off the trampoline. Um she just got the kids riled up and made some amazing memories. So I loved having her around for my kids to get to know. I loved, even if it was for a weekend here, a weekend there. Um, yeah, she's, she's fun. She's the kind of gal that will slip you a THC gummy just to get a laugh herself. Like if for nothing else, although I know she knows that they help. And so, yeah. Okay. So I'm side note. I'm going to tell you this story. So my sister's been pretty good with keeping up with different family functions here and there. And her and her and Tracy have been going to Ohio a few times for the annual Thanksgiving dinner. And my parents were, they usually go as well. And I, for whatever reason, I don't know if they were just being cranky or what was going on, but my sister had kind of had it. And she's like, here guys, try one of these. They're good. I, I don't forgot I had them and slipped my parents a, a pot gummy and she cracked herself up the entire night. She said she heard crazy laughing and giggling and just like, or, that is laughing, isn't it? And, and then snoring from my parents' room. And yeah, so she's like that. Like, if you're going to be crabby, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to live in the room somehow, even if that's slipping you something that you might be mad about later. Oh, well, chill them the F out. So we all need a little chill out from time to time. She would also, she would go to my dad and she'd just be like, dad, I really need 20 bucks. Like I really need 20 bucks. And I'm thinking to myself, I literally watched this play out and I'm like, Katie, you're going to be here another three days and you need $20. Like, how are you even going to get home? Like, what the heck? So my dad opens the wall. Oh, Katie, I hope this helps. Blah, blah, blah. And she just turns around, laughs and sticks it in her wall with the rest of the cash she's got. She doesn't need no $20. She just want to get it from him. Like, she's just that kind of like just goofy. Of course, she did not give it back. She was not about to do that. So yeah, that's if that gives you a glimpse of my sister, she's a nut. She's a nut, but fun nut not out to hurt anybody, not out, out to like build her repertoire of enemies or anything like that. She's just enjoying life and having a good time. So sales is to say, I, I just still didn't think that we'd ever be real close. We've, we have our hour or two long conversations, you know, every few months or so to kind of catch up and see where we're at. But I guess she's just not been one of those people that I like lean on. Like I got to call her and talk to her and, and figure some stuff out and run some things by her or anything like that. Until recently. Um, so here we are both in our 40s. Sometimes it takes half a lifetime to 
wake up. But my most recent visit um, with my sister, she came in town here while we're staying in Phoenix. And um, and I know that every time she comes into town, she takes my grandma out to breakfast or lunch or Walmart or wherever she needs, just something. Or if anything, she just visits. And we both, obviously same grandma, both were treated really poorly by this grandma. I, and I, it wasn't like she beat us. She didn't lock us in cages. She just wasn't nice. We're all quite comically joking right now how my grandma's got dementia and she's not a bitch anymore. She actually flipped the other way. She's super nice. And I discussed that in a previous episode, so we won't go into that too much. But even still, like I said, as a child, I was always treated better than her, even when it came to my grandma as well. Um, I was older. I was more responsible. I wasn't a goof off. Like I just got treated better. And so I'm watching my sister this last weekend with my grandma and how patient, how understanding, how my grandma will repeat the same story or say something off the wall like, hey, meet this guy, Mike. He's my grandson. And then you're halfway down the hallway and now suddenly he's her nephew. And we all just laugh. We have a good time. She doesn't reamer over for no grandma. That is not like like some other people in my family do. They'll like make my grandma feel really stupid. I'm like, what exactly are you proving by doing that? Because you're not getting anything. Um, anybody, you're not doing anybody any credit by by knocking somebody down who's got dementia and is not going to remember five minutes from now anyway that you just knocked her down. So seriously, what are you doing for the environment energy-wise? Like, what are you what are you doing? So that's my sister. She's She's loving a lady who is never really lovable to her. She's just faithfully optimistic. She's always looking at the positive. Literally, like she's had some shit go down and she'll tell me. Like, it's not that she's not saying stuff that isn't great in life, but even still, she's looking at the positive to find the good of what can come of any situation. So another thing that happened this weekend is we're all sitting around as cousins and we were laughing and telling stories and drinking a little and it's our, our childhood came up. And my sister mentioned some stuff that I, I I know, but her take on it was totally different than my take. And I love it. I love, I try, I'm trying to not dwell on my past, but learn from it. And I think I have with my own, my husband and my relationship and the fact that I've, my marriage is, uh, shoot, shit ton better, way way different than I watched my parents' marriage. My relationships with my children are out of this world, completely opposite of how I was raised. My relationship with my siblings, I honestly hadn't given a ton of thought on until now. I, I am excited for getting to know my sister even more. She's extremely generous. She's faithfully optimistic. And wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about her generosity for a minute. She took in my cousin who was trying to escape an extremely bad relationship. And my sister has a two bedroom place 
And at the time they had, there wasn't any space for an extra body. Let's just put it that way. But she went out of her way to do everything she could to help my cousin not be found and, you know, get acquainted, just do what she needed to do to get life and back on track. Um, no, zero attachment to anything. It wasn't like my, she didn't ask for any extra money. She didn't ask for help with the animals or grocery shopping, like zero, zero, um, repayment plan. Like, right. She doesn't need any, she's not charging interest. She's not saying you owe me. She's not hanging these things over our head as anything. And that, uh, that's another point. That was not how we were raised. That was not how we were raised. We were raised that here, I'm going to lend you this spoon. And next time I need a spoon, you better tell me yes, kind of thing. Like that's kind of how we were raised and not just in my mom, like this is generational stuff that Katie and I are trying to crack the code on because it's bullshit and it doesn't belong in anybody's life or anybody's head. And I'm watching my sister physically play this out. She doesn't always have much to give, but if she has even the shirt on her back, she will give it to you. How, how can we not all want to be more like that? And these are the things that just kind of caught my attention this weekend. And and like I said, we've like, we stay connected over the years and have been able to um, bond in some distance ways. But I really feel like I'm going to make more of an effort to connect with her one-on-one, couples, families, whatever, more often than we have been. I didn't realize that I hadn't seen my sister since 2019. Now, granted, with the pandemic and all the other crazy that's gone on the last few years, it, it's been kind of a blur the last couple of years. Kids are, my all my kids have graduated and moved away and moved back home and there's just so much crazy going on. But I'm going to make a physical effort to make sure that we build a sisterly bond. It doesn't have to be like some people I know out there that are literally literally connected at the hips and tell each other everything. I'm not saying you have to go to such extremes, but I'm just so impressed with how we've come from a very similar place and how we've grown very similarly, but in completely different ways. And I want to build that up even more so that we can draw even closer together. Yeah. You know what else she's doing that is really just encouraging me is she's being very bold with our parents. And this is a really tough one for me. I I gave up trying um, about 2012. I was done. I had said my piece, my final piece, as politely and as as warm hearted and lovingly as possible. And it it was not received at all. Well, or any of anything. It was terrible. It was a terrible situation in 2012. And so in order to keep peace and to maintain at least somewhat of a relationship, I have basically just decided that I'm going to save face, be the fake generic person that they think I should be, and move on from there. Like I don't need to, or I'm not going to be my genuine true self in front of them because it's only going to get give me judgment, repercussions. It's going to give me a lot of back talk and snack that I don't I don't want to hear that. That's what my childhood was all about. Not being good enough, not being smart enough, not having 
whatever, make doing the wrong right hand turn on a road. Like it's just everything was not good. So why why try? Right. So I've kind of just given up with my parents. She's being very bold. She told me about a conversation they had not too long ago that basically shut my mom down, which is hilarious to me because that girl can go on. And it's just like, yeah, this is it. Like, Katie's one of the last ones that they'll even, like, that will tolerate their shit, basically. So go, Katie. She's being bold with her parents. This is amazing. Somebody's got to, I guess. I just, I don't know. She hasn't lost hope. Let's put it that way. So over the years, we just both mellowed. And I no longer want to desire or think about how I felt about her when we were growing up. It's like this new page in a new book and a new chapter. I simply just want to be who we are today, find our common denominator, focus on the good things we have to offer in the world, and grow stronger together. I am so proud of her and how comfortable she is in being being herself, and she's been like that for quite some time. And I just hope that I can emulate that even stronger as time goes on and and keep her as my focus in the bravery that that takes as in a day-to-day life, as part of life. It's hard to just be your genuine, true self, even when you know people around you might not appreciate that or people around you might start to judge that or people around you might not accept that. I want to be just me. I just want to be me all the time around everyone and not have to put part of me away to not offend somebody else. And that's Katie. That's my sister. So no matter where you're, you are in a relationship with a sibling, just know there's hope for connectedness at any point in time. I'm really glad to have a sister to share life with, and I look forward to getting closer as the years go on. Listen up to the next episode when I interview my cousin, the author. I would love for you to rate and review the show, share with a friend, and spread the love. Leave a comment on Instagram with show ideas, questions, or comments, or email me at a to z with amyz at gmail.com. And if you love what you hear and you want more, consider buying me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash a to z with amyz. Bye-bye.